Chapter Six, Part A of Organic Evolution. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Don Evans. Organic Evolution by Richard Swan Low. Chapter Six, Part A geological distribution the distribution of animals and plants in time is fully as important to our understanding of evolution as their distribution in space for while the biologist who bases his research upon recent forms alone need concern himself with the latter distribution only the student of the documentary evidences of evolution which are after all the final court of appeal is concerned very deeply with the former the reader is referred to an historical geology such as Schuchert's for a complete understanding of the basis for the divisions of geologic time, but the following statements will suffice for our purpose. The science of geologic chronology is the result of a century and a half of growth, and while the major divisions of Earth's history and their limitations are now pretty well understood and agreed upon, there are yet many details to be adjusted. Geology, says Schuchert, we quote, was at first a science of minerals and rocks, and it was not until the significance of fossils as determinants of age was first worked out in England by Smith, and still more clearly by Cuvier and Broniart in France, that stratigraphy and geologic chronology had their beginning, unquote. Then arose the doctrine of catastrophism advocated by Cuvier and D'Orbigny, a doctrine by which geologists, with the exception of Lyell, were largely swayed until the appearance of the origin of species, when they gradually came to a belief in the continual evolution of life. Quote, the idea of catastrophism has now given way to the theory of local and general changes in the environment changes that bring about small and great alterations in the plants and animals and in their local associations. We learn, therefore, that the primary basis for discerning the sequence of geologic events is the fossils entombed in the rocks at the time of the formation of the latter. However, many rocks have no fossils, and in the earlier and longer portion of the Earth's history, the life then existent was so rarely preserved that other methods have had to be devised to unravel their sequence and genetic relation to one another. Eras Geologists, as a result of study of the rocks with their contained evidences of changing environmental conditions, have divided the Earth's past history into a number of major divisions called eras, the names of which indicate the degree of evolutionary advancement of life. Thus, beginning with the most ancient, Archaeozoic, that's primal life, Proterozoic, that's primitive life, Paleozoic, ancient life, Mesozoic, medieval life, Cenozoic, modern life, and Psychozoic, mental life. Periods 
the eras in their turn are divided into periods the names of which are in large measure geographic that is they were taken from the locality where the rocks pertaining to the period were first described or they may be of historic significance in the development of the science thus the names cambrian ordovician silurian and devonian take their origin from the ancient inhabitants of england or wales or from the districts where the rocks are best developed triassic refers to the tripartite division of the rocks of that period in germany jurassic to the jura mountains in switzerland in which the strata are admirably displayed while cretaceous a relic of the old days of mineral geology is from the extensive chalk deposits pertaining to the formation in western europe epochs subdivisions of periods have been called epochs the epoch terms of the cenozoic and psychozoic eras are eocene that's dawn of the recent oligocene that's little recent miocene less recent pliocene more recent and pleistocene most recent popular names such as age of man for the psychozoic era or age of mammals for the cenozoic are also in general use reduced to its last analysis the limits of all these eras periods and so on are due to certain more or less profound changes climatic and otherwise which have as a basic cause the warping of the earth's crust due in turn to shrinkage of the earth's mass giving rise not only to land elevation and often extensive mountain making but to the alteration of the strand line or line of demarcation between land and sea this implies of course inroads of the sea upon the land with the severance of old migratory routes and the restriction of terrestrial habitats or the withdrawal of the waters and the formation of new land bridges or the resurrection of those which formerly existed but which have been temporarily destroyed it will be readily seen how profound an influence upon the evolution of life such movements may have and there were many of them especially when we bear in mind the attendant climatic changes some of which were of a very marked character for changes of climate react directly upon plant life and hence both directly and indirectly upon that of animals while restrictions or amplification of habitat and the severance or formation of land bridges provide the essential isolation or by the introduction of new forms increase competition both of which stimulate evolutionary progress hence it is that evolution is not a uniform process but where profound geologic changes are recorded the tide of life flows more swiftly and on the other hand during the long periods of comparative quiet evolution is slowed down to an almost imperceptible rate of change the times of rapid progress cope called expression points in evolution and the rhythm is more or less synchronous with the physical changes which time has wrought in the earth itself geologic time scale a convenient time scale has been worked out knowledge of which is fully as important to a student of evolution as is a general idea of the geographic or bathymetric divisions of the earth's surface it follows in general the geologic timetables of schuchert and barrel 
age of the earth an estimate of the earth's age in terms of years has been for a long time a subject for discussion but the results vary astonishingly as the following brief statement from schuchert will show there are two principal groups of data whereupon an estimate may be based the first is the geologic one of the rate of sedimentation and erosion and the known thickness of the sedimentary rocks the other group is that furnished by the physicists and is based either upon the emanation of heat from the earth or upon the calculated age of radioactive substances to quote schuchert in eighteen sixty two the physicist lord kelvin held that as our planet was continuously losing energy in the form of heat the globe was a molten mass somewhere between twenty million and four hundred million years ago with a probability of this state occurring about ninety eight million years ago finally in eighteen ninety seven he concurred in clarence king's conclusion that the globe was a molten mass about twenty four million years ago both of these conclusions however were wrought out under the laplacian hypothesis and now many geologists hold that the earth never was molten while geologists have not been able to fit their evidence into so short a time they have ever since been trying to keep their estimates within the bounds of lord kelvin's older calculations walcott in eighteen ninety three on the basis of the stratigraphic record and the known discharge of sediment by rivers concluded that seventy million years had elapsed since sedimentation began in the archaeozoic sir archibald geeky places the time at one hundred million years and most geologists have tried although with difficulty to fit the record within these estimates Quote, since the discovery of radium all of the calculations previously made have been set aside by the new school of physicists and now geologists are told they can have one billion or more years as the time since the earth attained its present diameter even if finally it shall turn out that the physicists have to reduce their estimates as to the age of certain minerals and rocks geologists nevertheless appear to be on safer ground in accepting their estimates than those based either on sedimentation chemical denudation or loss of heat by the earth unquote. It may truly be said of evolution that it has been an extremely slow process, requiring an immensity of time far beyond anything which our minds can comprehend. Even in these days when money and munitions and wasted lives are reckoned by the millions. Records of Life The records of past life are the fossils entombed in the rocks these are the actual relics of animals and plants which lived in past geologic ages and their nature and the methods of their preservation and their interpretation will be discussed in full in chapter twenty five they are found only in sedimentary as opposed to igneous or volcanic rocks that is in limestone and sandstone or shales of these the majority were formerly water-borne aqueous sediments such as sands or muds while those composed of fine sand or dust carried by the winds that's aeolian are comparatively rare of the aqueous rocks the marine especially those formed in relatively shallow waters bordering upon the continents are the most extensive hence the record of marine life is far more complete than that of any other realm 
Freshwater deposits make up for their rarity by their importance, for they contain practically all of the relics of terrestrial life. This last record is very much broken due either to a lack of deposition or to subsequent erosion. Climactic Variations at the present day, the Earth presents a variety of climatic conditions, ranging from the equatorial belt or torrid zone, where heat predominates, through the temperate zone, where the climate is milder, but where extremes both of heat and cold sometimes prevail, to the polar regions, where intense cold is the rule. Not long ago, however, geologically speaking, the temperature throughout the world was much colder than now though there were long intervals during the glacial period of almost uniformly mild conditions the warm climates persisted during long geological ages and even though there were zonal belts and fluctuations in the temperature the polar areas contained warm climate animals and plants the temperature fluctuations were greatest toward the beginning and end of periods and there is also evidence of increasing aridity at such times I quote, the long warm times were separated by short periods of cool to cold climates. Geologists now know of seven periods of decided temperature changes. Earliest and latest late Proterozoic, Silurian, Permian, Triassic, Crustaceous Eocene, and Pleistocene. And of these at least four were glacial climates, both Proterozoic times, Permian, and Pleistocene. The greatest intensity of these reduced temperatures varied between the hemispheres, for in earliest late Proterozoic and Pleistocene time it lay in the northern, while in latest Proterozoic and Permian time it was more equatorial than boreal. Cooled climates occur when the lands are largest and most emergent, during the closing stages of periods and eras, and cold climates nearly always exist during or immediately following revolutions when the earth is undergoing marked mountain making now this quotation from schukert end of chapter six part a recording by don evans www.lazuli.com